Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Now time to talk to a man who calls a lot of Braves, sees a lot of Braves, has a lot of opinions on the Braves, and we're glad he's able to join us today. He's Chip Carey from Fox Sports South joining us here on the Home Team in Hamilton Show on the Loud Security Systems Newsmaker Line. Chip, thank you for joining us today on the Home Team in Hamilton Show. Happy to be with you. Happy New Year. It's here, believe it or not. Game <laughs> start this weekend. Thank God. I've been to that. Uh, talk about what you like so far. One of the things we're starting to see uh, before the games get started, a couple of veterans showing up. Jake Lamb showing up, and then we just were able to claim uh, Guillermo Heredia off of waivers. Talk about what you see the Braves doing as A tries to infuse everything he can for Brian Snitker to make the decisions he needs for the regular season. Depth. I mean, obviously the depth pieces that Alex has brought in are going to be extremely important because we're going to be playing, at least for the moment, uh, a traditional National League-style game. With the designated hitter, you don't necessarily need a very deep or versatile bench because you don't really use a pinch hitter all that often with the designated hitter. Uh, with the pitchers hitting now and bullpens in play, those guys are going to be extremely important uh, coming off the bench and relieving guys for defensive purposes with the lead or coming up in the seventh, eighth, or ninth innings and in big offensive situations and veteran guys who can slow the game down, like you mentioned, a Jake Lamb uh, or a Jason Kipnis who've been on good winning teams. Uh, those are really, really strong and important depth pieces uh, for a ball club that has championship aspirations. That doesn't even get into uh, what Alex did with the starting rotation with Smiley and Morgan, all the depth the Braves have with their homegrown players. So uh, bottom line for me, you asked the question, what do I like? Well, I like the fact that the Braves are going for it. This is a team that thinks it can win the World Series this year. They learned a lot in their matchup with the Dodgers last year. And the kind of pieces that Alex is adding and the uh, weapons that Brian Snicker is going to be able to use either as part-time starters or reserve players are, as I said, proven ones and valuable ones that I think will pay big dividends over the course of 162 games. Is there a position or a unit you think where depth will be most bolstered by somebody who shines in spring training? That's to say, is it third base? Is it just outfield? Is it a reliever? Is it all of it? I would guess the bullpen right now is kind of in a state of flux only because you don't have Shane Green. You don't have Mark Melanson. Uh, you know, those guys are, are elsewhere, at least at the moment. I would assume that Will Smith is going to be the closer. Early in his uh, uh, preseason press conference, as Brian Sneaker talked about in spring training, you always find a guy or two that you don't even think about that ends up having a great camp and opens eyes and makes the team coming out of spring training. I'm sure that will be the case. Uh, but I think the, the luxury the Braves have this year is overall pitching depth. When you think about what the team went through last season, by the second week of August, they had one of their five envisioned starting pitchers left in the rotation. That was Max Freed. Everybody else was either ineffective, sent to the ultimate site, or injured. Uh, and the fact that uh, Kyle Wright and Ian Anderson and others stepped up and did what they did 
was really, really remarkable for this ball club in postseason play. Now you add a potentially healthy Mike Soroka, a number one type starter, with Max Fried, who's a number one type starter, with Charlie Morton, who's a number one type starter for postseason play, Drew Smiley, and those other young arms that I mentioned. The Braves are really going to have the ability to, if not uh, announce it, go with a, a deeper rotation to let guys acclimate themselves to what's now 162 games rather than 60. So uh, I think that's a huge, huge advantage. I think the growth of these kids is great. And I think uh, the Braves organization has always said, we're going to give our young players a chance to play. And that's a credit to the coaches in the minor leagues, the player development system. They give kids an opportunity to show what they can do. And I'm confident that they'll, they'll do that this year. Play-by-play announcer for Fox Sports Southeast broadcast of the Braves, Chip Carey, joining us here on the Loud Security Systems Newsmaker Line. Chip, how do you uh, anticipate this lineup shaking out uh, with no DH? Uh, do you anticipate Freddie Freeman still batting second or maybe Albies or Swanson moving up to the top of that lineup? I imagine he'll hit third and Azuna will hit fourth. Um, but again, that's, that's predicated on, uh, you know, Cunha's going to bat first then who hits second. I, I think one of the great battles you've got to figure out is who's going to play center field. So I would assume Christian Pache's job to lose with what he did in postseason play, but you've got a gold glove guy and Ender Inciarte who's had a couple of bad years who wants to play and wants to play better. Um, if that happens, then you have a whole another host of options uh, that you can play with for your club. But I would assume, uh, if I were a betting man, I would guess it would go something like Acuna, Swanson, uh, Freeman, Ozuna, Darno, Albies. Uh, then you've got Swanson, Riley, Pache, in some in some order uh, at the bottom of the of the batting order. But look, they're great options. I mean, Brian's got a lot of them, and uh, this is a Braves team that scored a ton of runs last year with the DH. They may not score as many runs this year because of the uh, pitcher being forced to hit, which makes no sense to me, but that's a story for another time. Uh, but they're going to score enough runs and catch the ball to, to give themselves a great chance to win every day. How important you think that uh, calling Christian Pache up and him being able to play in uh, NLCS, that experience is going to lead over or bleed over into this season? I think a lot. Look, anytime you uh, you get to the big leagues, that's an amazing accomplishment. Anytime you have success in the big leagues, that's an amazing compliment, I, an accomplishment. Uh, I read what Brian Snitker said in his um, uh, news stories today uh, from his press conference yesterday. He just sees a little bit more confidence, a little swagger uh, with, with Pache, which is great. He's gotten bigger, he's gotten stronger, and he's learning what he needs to do uh, at this level. And the only way to do that is by getting experience. And I can't think of a more difficult experience than being thrown into the fire against the L.A. Dodgers in the National League Championship Series, and the kid more than held his own. He's going to catch the ball. He's going to be a plus defender, and the Braves think he's going to grow into his game offensively, which he's starting to do. And like Ozzie Albies and Dansby Swanson and Ronald Acuna and like Freddie Freeman were at one point, he's still very, very young, so it's beginning just to scratch the surface of what is going to be, I think, an amazingly talented career. How much different, Chip, does the the club need to be getting to the National League Championship Series out to a 3-1 lead and then not winning? But it was was pretty good pitching in that game seven, and it just seemed like you couldn't get that timely hit or that rally that the Braves put together uh, at the end. How much different does the team need to be if that scenario presents itself or we run into the Dodgers again? Yeah, I, I think I think sometimes you have to learn how not to lose before you learn how to win, and I think that's what happened to the Braves. They got the three games to one series lead, and if you remember, uh, they had a couple of games where bad base running cost them a bunch of runs, and you just can't do that in a in a short series. Uh, as you mentioned, the swing and misses, uh, trying to do too much at the plate when just putting the ball in play might give you a chance to advance a runner or 
uh, make something good happen. Look, Mookie Betts did a lot of damage to the Braves with his bat and his glove in that series, so taking nothing away from the Dodgers. To answer your question, I think the Braves just need to clean up some of those little things that in a big series add up to big, big things. And uh, when you think about the base running mistakes, when you think about swing and miss stuff, when people say strikeouts aren't important. Well, when you have a guy at second or third with less than two outs and you strike out, those are big, big plays. Uh, and look, this is coming from somebody who's never swung the bat in the major leagues. I don't know how anybody ever gets a hit. Uh, but those are the kinds of things that I, I think the Braves will be much more focused on in those big series. Um, because as I said, those were learning experiences. But this is a group that, that had not won a playoff series until this year. You know? So uh, that they advanced to the NLCS and took the Dodgers to a deciding game, I think, is, uh, says a lot about where the franchise is, where these players are. And uh, believe it or not, this window is open. It's a four- or five-year opportunity. And I think the Braves are really eager and ready for the challenge of stepping through it proudly. Braves play-by-play announcer from Fox Sports Southeast, Chip Carey, joining us here on the home team in Hamilton show via the Loud Security Systems Newsmaker line. Is it fair to say, Chip, that Kyle Wright and Bryce Wilson will be battling each other or in competition to try to fit into this rotation, and then the guy that loses out probably be uh, the, the, the odd man out as far as being in the top of the rotation or, or yeah, extended? I mean, Right, assuming there's not an injury or a trade or yes. some unforeseen circumstance that we don't even, you know, can't even possibly imagine. Uh, look, that's that's the sign of a good ball club. It's a good organization. You want to have too many good players. <laughs> that's kind of where the Braves are, right? You only have five or six spots. But as we saw last year with the alternate site and all the injuries the Braves had, anybody that thinks that uh, it's a normal year when you go through a 162-game schedule and use just five starters, uh, that, that kind of sentiment's gone the way of the dodo by and large. You're going to need six, seven, eight different guys and maybe more, as I said, going from uh, guys starting 14 or 15 times to starting 30 or 33 times. That's going to be an interesting thing to follow, not just with the Braves, but with the rest of Major League Baseball. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, these guys want to start. Uh, the next best thing is uh, be on a major league roster and pitch meaningful innings. And all of these guys that you mentioned, whoever they are, whoever shakes out in the fifth spot or in the bullpen, all have the ability to do that. And that's, again, why I think the Braves are so encouraged about what they have in camp now and what they're going to take to Philadelphia for opening day. How excited are you about the possibility, you know, things clear up with uh, old COVID, uh, you know, hopefully getting under control with fans coming back into Truist Park and uh, the Braves having some juice in the ballpark because they certainly uh, were able to use that the last time we saw them when fans were able to come in. Yeah, I've been a big advocate for getting fans in the stadiums uh, for selfish reasons, certainly, and that's not at the expense of, of the pandemic and everything else is going on. I understand that, and I agree with it. Uh, but as we uh, move forward, it's sounding like uh, fans are going to be coming, and that's great. Look, we do this for the game, uh, for the fans in the game. We don't do it for our own self-interest. The fans are what make the game exciting. I mean, Vin Scully has always said that. There's nothing more exciting than when a big play happens uh, being quiet and letting the crowd roar tell you the story. That's why we do this. And I, I mean, in listening to what the players said last year, the fake crowd noise was uh, the best we could do considering the circumstances. But, uh, look, I want to see eight-year-old kids with a box of popcorn and a hot dog cheering on Freddie Freeman and falling in love with the game. I want to see grandparents taking their kids to the game. I want to see families coming in for Braves country for three or four games and watching them play. That's the essence of what we do and why we do it. And the sooner we can get to that point and get back to normal, whatever that's going to be, I am fully in favor of it because uh, it's it's uh, you know it's obvious from the way we broadcast the games collectively as an industry, 
we feed off that energy too. And however we can manifest that and, and get people in the ballpark and get them cheering and, and getting back to the way things were and the way things we the way we all want things to be, I am on uh, I am on board 110%. Well, Chip, we certainly thank you for your time. We look forward to catching up with you later in the season, and we wish you the best as you guys get ready to get things rolling for 2021. Okay, guys, enjoy Braves Week, and we'll see you uh, down in Northport in, in the next couple weeks. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. Is there chaos in your closet? Look, Blouse, you've got some nerve hanging there like that. I can't help it. I'm jammed in here next to this suit. Hey, I'm a three-piece, all right, which means I need a little more room. You've got a lot of attitude for a linen suit. I'm a polyester blend, sweetheart, and there needs to be room for men's clothes, too. Hi, I'm Christina, and in Artisan Custom Closets, we help families organize and simplify their closets with customized storage solutions. See what's possible for your home at artisancustomcloset.com and then call us for a free in-home consultation. 